0: can be a dry subject, so here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bird to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew, and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. This is episode 42.
1: Episode 42, easily remembered because that's my age, Stu. Is it really? No, it's not very convincing, is it? How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Excellent. Not too bad, thank you. Let's crack on with this interesting guest we've got today. We have indeed, yes. Today we're joined by a father and son duo, uh, Mark and Joe
0: Stallard from House and Holiday Home Mortgages. Good morning, morning chaps. Good morning. good morning, how are you? Good, good morning, Joe. Are you
1: well? Yeah, good, thank you. You? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for making the trip up because you've come from... Uh, from a different time zone, I think, haven't you? <laughs> You're right in the West Country, aren't
2: you? It feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> where have you come from? Uh, uh, well, I live in Cheltenham, and, and oh, Mark's okay. sort of near a Sirencester, so covering parts of Gloucestershire, basically. Right, so proper West Country boys. That's right, yeah. Excellent. So well, look, we
1: appreciate you, you, you taking time and effort to come up, because this podcast, we do a number of things on a podcast, but we always have a broker-centric uh, episode uh, where possible, Um just so we can find out what people's stories are and what they're up to and what they're doing differently, hence the reason why you're here today. So, um, Mark, just, just looking at the, 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 the faces, I'm guessing you're probably the father of the two. <laughs> you're very deceptive. <laughs> very very right? <laughs> <laughs> we should get a camera in here, we should live stream this. But, Mark, give us, just give us a bit of a background then of you being in the industry. So,
3: I uh, started in 1982 for Cheltenham and Gloucester, right. um, had no idea what a building society was, uh, applied for the job, got it, loved it a small assistant manager at a small branch uh, got up to branch manager level really happy spent the time uh, with Shuttle and Gloucester in the 90s in Sirencester a good time to be yeah. uh, lots of interest only mortgages but we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah. later
1: PPR yeah will come on you like, can edit that out,
3: come on. <laughs> um, and then decided uh, in 2004 I'd go on my own which was probably not a very wise move with hindsight because it was a little bit tricky and uh, you know I, in what respect do you think? I think well I think like probably many people listening maybe can, can can resonate with this, you know, going home at Christmas, I think 2008, 2009, I think yeah. it was about £92 in a bank account, thinking this is yeah. not clever, yeah. this yeah. is yeah. not a good place. Yeah. Um, but we got through, um, worked with a couple of chartered financial planners uh, in Gloucestershire, and we built a business, um, uh, the parent business sold on, so I decided to set up as an holiday home on my own right. in 2015. And I was very happy until uh till joe said can i come in as well
1: dad? <laughs> <laughs> it for you huh? so joe t- t- tell us your side of the story then because yeah. obviously you've seen your dad going through the ups and downs i mean uh, uh, mark you saw the peaks and and the troughs as, as we all Indeed. did and you know it's testament to us all that that we're still here today in 2019 uh so what, what was your journey into the industry yeah
2: well i think Growing up, Dad had always said, "You know, if you want to get involved, do so." <laughs> and I always thought, "You know, no mortgages, no thanks." Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really, really I didn't dull. Mean it. I didn't mean <laughs> it. I didn't sell that very well to you. Did it? No, <laughs> I didn't absolutely. But um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I've got a marketing background myself. So I went and studied that at university. From university, then went and lived in London for a number of years. Mm-hmm. A few different marketing roles for some for some big corporates and very sort of successful marketing companies as such. Um, and just found myself sort of enjoying the London lifestyle less and less and less as I got a little bit older. So, um, you know, growing up in in the Cotswolds, as yeah, we sort of a alluded to, it's the beautiful part of the world, isn't exactly, it I mean, yeah.
1: couldn't be more different from London. Where were you living in London? Uh, so I was living sort of southwest mainly, yeah. mainly uh, sort of Clapham area, yeah. and then so it's a concrete it. jungle, isn't it, compared to, uh, yeah. to Cotswolds? Mm.
2: And it was great fun. I, I loved it. I had a great time, sort of in my early twenties and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, we'll talk about that later. not in front of your dad. <laughs> <laughs> he said to me, "Dad," he said,
3: "I can't play cricket and I can't play golf here. That's the problem. <laughs> That's it." You know,
2: we, I think sport where we where we grew up, and yeah. so craving yeah. a bit of that that lifestyle again. So um, moved back to. To, to Gloucestershire, um, set up my own sort of small marketing business, mm-hmm. consulting with local businesses, helping them out on a, on a marketing front. And you know, at the time, saw what what Mark was doing and thought there's loads of stuff I can do to, <laughs> to, to, to help. You, try to you the call him Mark in the office in a in, a in a professional <laughs> oh, dear, environment. Right? I do, Mr. Yeah. Starndard Senior. <laughs> I don't give him that level of authority. <laughs> you know? um, so I, I saw loads of stuff that could that could help him, and and his view was very much, well, that's great, but if you want to do it go and do it properly. You've got to understand the industry. So went away, got my exams under my belt, um, got authorised with Mortgage Intelligence Our Network. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and have now been sort of advising for probably about eighteen months in that business as well. So it's relatively Um,
1: recently then that you've you've done this. Absolutely, yeah. And what's the dynamic like working Working with I was gonna say the old man, sorry, that's very disrespectful. Awful. I do apologise. What's it like Martin? working with their, uh, Mr. Like Stellard senior?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think fortunately, you know, we've always had a very good, very close relationship anyway. So it works really well from from that point of view. But we've got quite sort of separate ways of ways of working. We look after our own clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I think Mark would probably say that it's very fair to say that he would happily work until 65 and retire. Whereas, you know, I've got other plans for the business, which, you know, he's he's more than bought into. And we're now looking to really grow it in that period. For an expansion.
1: Yeah. Probably yeah. Is, yeah. It just, is it just the two of you at the moment? The, the two of us and uh, and one
3: in person yeah. as well. One, uh, mm-hmm. Lauren does her admin with us. I think it's interesting, Martin, because I think I would have just been quite happy to just keep going doing it my own way, and it's probably many people listening to this will resonate with this as well, in fact, that if you're on your own, and very much on your own, you sort of do what you do, and you get what you get, Mm. and it doesn't get any worse, and it doesn't get any better. So, sometimes it can be a lonely old world, being a mortgage broker. We we deal with people, we're out all day, and all that kind of stuff, but it actually can be quite a lonely world. And um, I think one of the big things about having Joe on board was suddenly I could talk to someone, I could actually put some ideas across. You could, Joe, Joe could show me how to do Excel and all that stuff because I couldn't do that. But Joe. Show me Joe, later, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Joe does all the clever stuff, but also yeah. it was just nice to talk to people, you know, you, because of client confidentiality and Mrs. Dallard has got no interest in our business whatsoever, so you don't mention it to her and she doesn't want to be talked yeah. to about it. But I I I it's actually nice to... Sorry, I think my... that's a
1: really undervalued aspect, having that human contact yeah. alongside you in the office. And mm. do you know what, It's not even talking about work sometimes. No. It can be talking about... The cricket or the rugby <laughs> the you know or, uh, the anything, yeah. anything but or strictly come dancing like it is down at stews um anything it's but mortgages really is actually sometimes nice to talk about something different isn't it because yes. yeah. it's a very all-encompassing suffocating job sometimes mm. and yeah. it is you know it can be 12-hour days you can you know with the phones now and you know your your tablets on your on your knee it, you, you're never really out of the office even when you are out of the office so I have to
3: remind myself that when Stu and I were at C&G we'd opened a branch at half past 8 we worked till half past 5 we'd go home we had no mobile phone we had no laptop we had no internet we had no emails so it was a for the younger guys listening it would be very surprising. But yeah. work finished. At half yeah. past five, didn't it, Stu? And that was the it was. Oh, double way it was.
0: double time day. on a Saturday as well. <laughs> double time on a Saturday. I think <laughs> Stu's still doing nine to five, though, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, <laughs> AM. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the, the whole thing with the family dynamic, I think, counts for a lot. Because, I mean, I work with, with my wife day in, day out, and we're touch. where we are very lucky. We don't tend to argue that much anyway. But it helps with the understanding of... She obviously listened to me a lot when I used to come home stressed out when I worked for an IFA firm, for example, and suffering from migraines and that sort of thing during 2006 to 2008 when all the pressure was building out there. And so having seen all of that, she also knows then from what I used to say, the same sort of thing as about being able to vent every now and again so you're not holding it all in. And I think for, for most brokers, that's godsend, mm. to be honest. To release files. Um Yeah, yeah and And, really
2: is. and for, for my point of view as well, being a couple of years into the industry, you know, Mark's got 40 years of experience. So I'm not, I'm not starting from From a fresh from scratch, with no, you know, no uh, yeah. You know, and that's a
1: great resource to, absolutely. to yeah. tap into. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely. Mainly to find out how not to do the job. Or, <laughs> <laughs> <it just>? absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely. So look, your, your business is called House and Holiday Home Mortgages. So just tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I'm guessing that one of your specialities might be holiday homes. going out on a limb Is it a conscious decision to to go down that route from a marketing point of view?
2: That's right. Yeah, I think Mark Mark set up the business um, back in 2015 off the back of um, sort of inheriting a client bank, effectively, um, of which there were a lot of holiday lets and Mm -hmm. and holiday homes in there. Um, So I think, you know, given his time again, I think, you know, it's not apparent that we do everything in between Mm. um, from a residential point of view. But I think we've got to use that name as a real strength. So um, one of our one of our sort of proper niches and proper specialities is the the holiday let market, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and really looking to to service that effectively because it, that's, it's, a,
1: that's a growing market. It's Post growing. changes in buy to let regulation, which makes people look at other. Secondary homes as a, an investment, yeah, look you, at slightly differently.
2: You look at some of the numbers that that a holiday let property can can return you, and mm. if, if you do your homework and, mm. and get your, get the right one, then some of these. What well, <laughs> just what kind
1: of figures are you looking at? I mean, what?
2: So, so we we we've done a little piece of research for a, a talk we were doing just this morning um, about looking at the potential returns from a buy to let versus a, a holiday let yeah. in mm-hmm. sort of an area of Cornwall, and. Um, the, the sort of potential income is potentially two two to three times that what you can earn from a buy to let with the same deposit going in with the same deposit going in even after you know heavier management costs mm. which there are in the holiday industry mm. and in, you know assuming a thirty week occupancy take right. up rather than rather than fifty two in the in the buy to let market so um you know it's really important that people do their their research and make sure they're buying in the right location mm, and yes. buying the right type of property that people are going to want to go in and holiday in yeah but you know, if you do it right, the the returns are,
1: are really quite astounding. Because I'm guessing mm. you probably get a lot of inquiries of people have gone, they've had two weeks holiday in Cornwall, done a bit of surfing, thought, oh, let's buy a house down here, let's do a holiday let. You yeah. know, just it's like people go abroad to Spain for two weeks and come back and want to buy a place out there. It's different going somewhere on holiday, completely different from owning a property.
3: Yeah, you're, you're very right, Martin. What was fascinating this morning? Joe said that we did this networking this morning, which we group I belong to, and I, it was my my turn to do the ten minute slot, and I just did about owning a holiday let, and I thought it would, you know, it would get me through ten minutes and job would be done. Mm. We could hardly get out the door <laughs> because questions. people said, yeah, from questions, and people kept saying, mm-hmm. I never thought I could do that, or mm. Mark, you've really given me something to think about. I didn't really, you know, it's just a networking yes. group, yeah, and it just shows. Um, you know, with the, what's happening in the in Britain at the moment, um, uh, with the Thomas Cook situation yeah. and that kind of thing, more people are thinking about it. I think we probably will clog up the M5, Joe, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we absolutely. will be popular. We'll have to um, annex the West <laughs> Country if you're not careful. But uh, yeah, it's it's just different and it's fun. And we've met some we've met some lovely people yeah. um, doing this. We, we we I inherited a client bank too from one of our mm-hmm. CNG regional managers and 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 um, uh, who'd retired. And it's been an absolute joy to work with with those
1: clients as well. So in, in- Tell me about the lending options, and are there are there the plenty in the old days? And you know, I said the old days, seven or eight years ago, you couldn't you couldn't find many people that were supporting the holiday deal. Market, has that changed? Still, only a handful. Yeah. Um, there are
2: definitely, definitely, definitely more lenders coming into the space. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been consulting with a few of those recently on helping <laughs> them put their their holiday let proposition together. Yeah. Which you know is really nice to, to be asked to do that, and really nice to be able to have a little bit of a voice and say, look, this is what customers need. You need to do something a little bit differently. Um, so I think it's growing. I think they they see it's growing. Um, but that said, there's still a top. You know, three, four, maybe that, that the majority of business yeah. will be going to mm-hmm. that really understand it and are really doing it well. Basically. But
1: that, that's good that you become that voice of experience and reason, and not you become an industry expert without maybe even realising it. And you maybe should leverage that even more going forward because. I
3: think with so yeah, you think you're absolutely right. We didn't, it didn't intend to do that. No, but no, but almost. By pay, we, I think we, I think three, four lenders have asked us this year to help. Really. Um... And the interesting thing is, and guys, you'll fully understand this. Um, when I when you get an inquiry, you know, there's always something in there that those lenders haven't asked mm-hmm. about. Um, so we're talking uh, at the moment. Someone's got a property in Wales. They're looking at, and there's a little small holding. And is it a small holding? And if it's a small holding, it's going to be very difficult.
0: Well, the, the tipping of the edge on the, the criteria. The tipping of the yeah. edge on the
3: criteria every time, Stuart. And yeah. you know, um, I've got another one where someone wants to. Um, to put a studio at the end of their garden for another bedroom effectively mm-hmm. and one of the main players in the marketplace says, no, I just want one property, I don't want another property mm-hmm. on the on the on the on the title. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the time, how you you think you cracked it, you've never cracked it, yeah. have you?
1: Yeah. Well that's great because, you know, yeah the the industry's polarizing. People are finding a speciality. You become the voice of the whole let market. You get brokers referring into you. And does that happen? at the moment or is that something that you know there is that gap in the market i think i don't think brokers should dip their toe in occasionally in a specialist area because i think mistakes will happen
2: that's right and that's definitely what we want to do moving forward so our, our, happened, our, our kind of financial year runs november to october so that's how we kind of plan out our yeah. mm-hmm. our strategy and what we're doing so for for this for this year as we're just into into it is very much around Becoming in the, the face of
0: holiday let in the industry. Do mm-hmm. so you hear thing, more you know, you know, so you know, than of of strategy?
2: I didn't have a strategy.
3: strategy. You I think we were
0: back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, it was like, okay, can we survive twelve months? Survive on that strategy. My strategy used to get
3: enough money in the bank at the end of the month. But now I've got all this stuff going on. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So with regards to your longer term planning now, um, moving on to things like succession planning. What sort of things do you have in mind? Because that's always something as well that's always difficult for a lot of um, certainly kind of smaller brokerages to look at and think, well, OK, we've got to this point 10 years down the line or whatever. What's next? And and what sort of things do you, do you guys currently have in mind that you want to do in the future?
3: OK, so I, I think that the first answer to the question is that there was no succession planning before mm-hmm. Joe. <laughs> and it was just going to stop you like we do when we've earned enough money or when the pension's got enough or whatever yeah um uh we could stop i could just stop and that would be it um as my the guy that um, gave those clients to me he just said i've had enough i've 60 i don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. and i get that um but now it's, it's it's given me a whole sort of lease of life in terms of helping joe because joe's got to joe will answer the question in a second mm-hmm. but it's a whole lease of life for joe Mm-hmm. Um, and to give me a lease of life in terms of helping him get ready, mm-hmm. maybe I've got five, ten years or whatever. Um, but I don't
2: feel like I want to stop now, which is mm-hmm. really great. Oh, That's good. So, so yeah. So I think we, we're putting things in place like all our all, all our new first time buyer inquiries. Now mm-hmm. I'm I'm taking on looking to very much keep those clients for life and help mm-hmm. them throughout their their sort of property life cycle, as it were. Mark's got a very strong bank of clients which which he's servicing, but slowly sort of introducing me to. Um, with the view that, you know, look, this isn't going to stop when, when Mark does retire. You've mm-hmm. still got somebody to look after you. Um, and so I'm very keen to use, you know, the, the years that Mark will still be working with us day to day in the industry to, to get it to a point where we are actually got a sort of a network of of, of advisors mm-hmm. that we're really dealing in with with our speciality areas, one of which being the holiday lets. Um, so hopefully by the time Mark steps down as such, we'll have a team of, you know, maybe eight to ten advisors working yeah. within the business. Of
1: it means you've got to become a father yourself at some point in the future so that you can then <laughs> carry it on. It'll be stardard and stardard. Oh, his sons. mother will be
3: delighted to hear yeah. <laughs> I was going to say she paid you so I was <laughs> like, oh, But no,
1: that will be, um, I mean, that's interesting because succession planning, I think, is an issue. Uh, we've talked about this before. You, you know, that example. Mark, we haven't got much to sell, have we? Well, we haven't day. got anything. There's no value in what we do. Yeah. We've, mm-hmm. got, we've a got a, database a And there's no value in many databases, I yeah. don't think. Um, the business is you two guys, as it is with most of us. It's that personal relationship with the client. And we've had Chris Budd on who talked previously about mm-hmm. other aspects of succession and, and um, employee uh, something or other trust, wasn't it? And yes. It's, just, yeah. it's good. There is a family route as well which is which is worth considering maybe a lot of people don't do that maybe the answer is actually staring at them across the dining room table
3: yeah well I I I was just thinking when Joe was answering this three Joe's got three clients at the moment who are all sons or daughters of clients of mine Mm -hmm. and it's great that that's lovely because I'm very happy to say Joe you do this one because your younger age will uh, you know, you'll get on really well with these guys. Yeah, more mm-hmm. in common,
1: which leads us nicely onto our last question. So listen, that was really interesting. That 18, I'm sure these 18 minutes go quicker than I thought. That's five <laughs> minutes,
3: that is. Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? But look, that was really good. So just very quickly, where can we find you guys? You're on Twitter. What's your website? Just put... put. put, put um, on, you've got 30 seconds to sell yourself, Joe.
2: Yep. so uh, our website's uh, www.hhhmortgages.com, yep. uh, house and holiday home. Um Find us there. All our contact details are there. You'll get mm-hmm. to us in, in one way or another. We're really looking to to be the specialist in, in the holiday let market. Um, we've also got another niche area of helping sports professionals, which we right. sort okay. of haven't touched on today and won't yeah. have time to touch on. But um, I think if anyone's struggling to, to place those cases and, and want to speak to us, then mm-hmm. then do so. That's, that's the best place name. to find us.
1: Excellent. Fantastic. Right. Mark. Mark. Top five albums of all time. Right. No best ofs, I'm no really compilations. I'm really
2: sorry about this,
3: guys, but we're going to go right back here. So Obviously, number, number one. one. So I like the idea. This is uh, good. Uh, uh, number one, Selling England by the Pound, Genesis. Massive Genesis okay. fan. Going to see Steve Hackett in a couple of weeks' time in was Bath. That, that
1: was the Peter Gabriel era, Peter it? Peter Gabriel era, yeah. yeah. So yeah. proper
3: Genesis, as I call it. Yeah. So <laughs> number one. Uh, number two... Um, I'm going to put Bridget Over Troubled Waters yeah, in there classic. Simon Dalf. I'm going to just a classic Absolutely Number three I'm going to put Herger from Joni Mitchell Because I love Ooh. Joni Mitchell Okay So there's three Very going to
1: se- put th- 70s influence here Very 70s influence Mark. Sorry I haven't it. So changed. no it's good It's good we need that But the interesting thing
3: is Martin is I don't listen to a lot of 70s music on Spotify now yes. So I've you know, i just found a fantastic jazz compilation Which is playing all day now Yeah so, But these are my albums yes, And you asked me albums Yes absolutely uh, number four we're gonna put Abbey Road in because we've got to have a Beatles album. We had that
1: from Andrew Sentence last time as well. Yep. Pretty okay. popular.
3: And I'm gonna finish off with Led Zepp Four because Ooh. i just love a bit Led Zeppelin. So a bit of rock. So City? it is very. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's very polar. No, that's there. perfect. No, that's, that's your perfect. choice. This is desert island
1: disc. It's your discs. That's well my, done, that's Mark. What I do. Right. Let's have a listen. Let's have a. <laughs> right. How old are you, Joe? I don't know any of these. None of I. are How old are you, Joe? I'm 30. Oh, I'm dreading these now. I'm yeah. Dreading. Go so on so then. Steal me when you top top haven't top heard about any
2: <laughs> So them. Californication by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I think they're really young now. These two. They're loving this. They really love this. Firm favourite of mine. That one. College Dropout by Kanye West.
1: Yeah, number three. Number three. three. Just, the silence <laughs>
2: the says it all. Podcast has gone quiet. Uh, Blink one eight two. Take off your pants and jacket. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number
1: yeah. four. U uh, two. All that you can't leave behind. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I've yeah. not had a U two before. I'm not sure I would necessarily have gone with that one. But then that's probably one of the more recent ones, is it? Uh, yeah, it
2: is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then Lupe Fiasco is the cool at number five and you're looking at me with a very blank face. I've no, I'm well no idea. I have no I'm going idea. to go by all Sorry, those
0: guys. 45 See, LPs. But the good thing is now, be. all the listeners are going to be on Spotify. Yeah, going. that's what it's
1: about. It yep. Just leave people to new music and uh, new friends in the industry. So Mark, Joe, thank you very much thank for coming yes. today. It's been really, really interesting. Pleasure.
0: Indeed. Um, So if you'd like to come on to the show yourself or you'd like to make something you may be interested, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at the LM Experience, Um, And then from there, we can answer any of your questions for future guests as well. In the meantime, we'll be back soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Joe. Thanks Thanks very much. much. Thank you, Martin. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party. And your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a
1: mortgage or any other debt secured on it.